0: Hi, I'm Karis Hall McCollum. I'm sitting here with my dad, Dudley Hall, and you're joining us for an episode of Papa, I Have a Question. This is where we just literally get to have a conversation. And um, I've realized over the years that I have a great resource in my biological father, in that he is a theologian, a man of great wisdom. And so when I have had questions, whether it's Bible interpretation or just life in general, I get to just say, Papa, help. I have a question with this. Uh, And as an educator, I know that if one person has a question, um, usually there's other people that have the same question. So we're inviting you to join us as we have a question as I'm sorry, as we have a conversation. And as I say, Papa, I have another question. Okay,
1: good. Let's get in it. All
0: right. So, um. In the in the previous couple of weeks, we've been talking about revival and the different things that you have lived through and the moves of God that you've seen and kind of patterns that you you've seen and and um, in one of them you said that there's a hunger that that builds that kind of comes before and that that hunger is coming from hard times, desperation, depression, uh, loneliness, like like all of those things that we think. Honestly, we think those things aren't godliness, right? We think no. we're doing something wrong if we're experiencing that dark night of the soul. and you in one of you said a, about living through the turmoil of the sixties hmm. in Birmingham and how that was harder than what we're experiencing now. Yeah. and i thought that's that that's a perspective we need more of because I think we have a tendency to think. Uh this is the, the worst it's ever been. And really? I know Noah would disagree with us and you know, but but I do think we have that mentality to get kind of centered on how bad it is as opposed to it's just a it's just a different kind of bad, or so I guess I'm asking you to kind of go back a little bit and 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 talk about why things are hard why they get so bad that it feels like they're the worst they've ever been, and then the hope that comes from that. Does that make sense? Is that?
1: Yeah, sure. First of all, I want to tell you a little uh, preacher joke. Okay. Okay, so so there was this guy who uh, survived the Johnstown flood back Mm -hmm. years ago in the last century. legitimate flood is one of the worst Mm -hmm. that's ever happened in, United States so he survived it and uh, he wanted to tell everybody about it and but nobody wanted to hear him tell because he wasn't a good storyteller and nobody wanted to hear how he survived the Johnstown flood so finally he dies and you know gets to the proverbial gate with St. Peter and all that, that and he tells them we're having a meeting tomorrow night and everybody's going to get to tell their favorite story So they get to the meeting, and uh, he can't wait. He's finally going to get to tell how he survived the (laughs) Johnstown. So they get there, and St. Peter stands up and um, kind of gives the agenda for the evening and says to this guy, whoever's name is Frank, you are going to be able to speak to the whole heaven and tell your story. And you'll go right after Noah. (laughs) No, thank you. <laughs> so I think that's, you know, it's like, this is mm. the worst it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to Noah. Right. You know, or, or talk to the saints in in Rome
0: mm-hmm.
1: or, or in Jerusalem mm. or talk to some saints today mm. who are in Indonesia in different or different
0: countries, yeah. China
1: or, you know, di- parts of Africa. Talk to them.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and for us to be so. Presumptuous to think we in the United States got some discomfort and some problems, and so things are just so bad mm-hmm. that God ought to just blow it up. Mm-hmm. That that is such a narrow view and such a uh, arrogant view, actually mm-hmm. and naive. I mean,
0: naive, yeah,
1: na- naive more than in that. So uh, I'm sorry. Get back to your
0: question. Do you think some of it though is from an American mindset, that we have put hope in political reform. We have said, okay, we're a nation under God, and we're a Christian nation, and so our policy is Mm -hmm. going to fix this for us. And we've put hope in— in whether it's a political party or a political person or just the system in general, and it's so divisive right now. So everything feels heightened and everything feels yeah. on fire because the system that we were trusting is not working.
1: Yeah. Again, we'll go back to, to do a little little bit of history here. We are products of the enlightenment a great deal. And mm-hmm. the enlightenment was a good thing in many ways, but it, uh, hum, humanity came away with the idea okay humans can solve anything. We mm. you know, we lived mm. in superstition for so long, we lived in darkness. Now we've been enlightened and so through science and through uh, opening our minds to possibilities beyond uh, you know, superstition uh, you know, we can fix anything. Yeah. And, and then we had the American experiment with uh, starting a new nation mm-hmm. built upon, thank God, th- some principles that Christians had gotten as a result of a, an awakening, a mm, revival right. that had happened mm-hmm. in, in Europe. Following persecution. Well, yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so these people, though they weren't, Leaders in the in the awakening that was happening in England and other parts, they were products of it. Right. They got the benefit of it, and so they could think biblically, mm-hmm. and they could see the values of human dignity, uh, mm. divine sovereignty, mm-hmm. order, uh, and uh, so they they did a fabulous job of putting together a a republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but. What happens to us is okay. So we we enjoyed the enlightenment, but we took it too far. It's what, it's what humans do, wow. and uh, you know, fallen humans do. And and so, and then we even got to the place where it's like, wow, the the American view is, you know, that's the solution for the world. So let's let's become missionaries for Americanism,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, democracy.
0: Yeah, we equated Christianity with the. With nationalism, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so the American dream became more the content of the gospel than the gospel of the New Testament. Yeah. And it, uh, once you do that, God, God's got patience. So He just said, I'll, "I'll let you see how that works." So, so we're beginning to to realize, you know what? Uh, man is not; he's not smart enough to be God. Mm. And uh, science doesn't fix everything, yeah. and uh, and my reason c- can't comprehend everything, and things are bigger than us, and so uh, we don't we don't like that. Yeah. The Man doesn't enjoy. He doesn't really like r- coming to the conclusion that he is not in control, and that he's not capable of being in control. Yeah. And, and so that's being revealed, and and so we're realizing that a lot of the stuff that we thought worked. Uh, doesn't work. One of the things that that happened in the church is that we took the Bible seriously, but we we read it as principles and formulas rather than as a storybook revealing a person. Mm. So we picked up the principles of yeah. if you'll do this, then God will do this, and if you'll do this, then God will do yeah. this. And so we took the whole capitalism thing of. You know, I can give you something of value. You give me something of value. So I give you ten dollars. You give me back, uh, you know, whatever it is I'm buying. So God must be that way too. So mm-hmm. I'll give. What does God? What does God want? Well, God wants me to go to church. So I go to church. So He wants me to pray. I'll pray. You know, God. God wants me to tithe. I'll tithe. And and now I've got God in debt to me, right? Because uh, I've given him these things. He owes me back stuff, right? Well that that's not the gospel,
0: and then when that didn't work, we threw the whole thing out yeah, well, exactly. god doesn't God's not who he says he is, yeah, exactly, so we threw the whole thing out because our system that yeah. we put on him didn't work for us the way we wanted it to, yeah,
1: exactly, yeah, yeah. And, and so you know we're we are we are beginning to see the the fruit, the rotten fruit of that kind yeah. of religion that kind of happened, yeah as we uh, as we bought into other stuff rather than sticking with the the pure gospel. So we're living in a day when what we mentioned earlier, Aslan's on the move, using Mm -hmm. the uh, language from C.S. Lewis. Um, What is God doing? I I may be wrong, but I don't think I am. (laughs) That's my humble and accurate opinion. Uh, God is refocusing us on the purity of the gospel.
0: Yeah.
1: And I know that word a lot of times means to people like gospel, that just means...
0: come good down,
1: news. Come, you know, good news, come down to the front, and make your profession of faith, and you get to go to heaven. That's not the gospel I'm talking yep. about. Yep. I'm talking about the gospel that God has redeemed everything that needed to be redeemed, Yeah, and that he is reestablishing his order and that the kingdom of God has come to earth <clears throat> and is flowing through his believers, yeah. and one day will be culminated with Jesus himself returning. But in the meantime, we are applying and living this uh, this gospel, this good news, this rule of, Christ, yeah. of God through Jesus Christ. And as we are doing that, he is with us and opening our eyes and showing us how to fix some of the societal problems so yes, we should be involved in all that, but realizing that we are partners with God. He didn't just send you a job and go, "Care's, you know, go fix the educational system." No, He said, "You know, I'd like to. I'd like to mm-hmm. have some. I'd like to get involved in the educational system. You want to go with me?" Yeah. Uh, and it's that partnership with God that we get to enjoy.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I know I'm. We're I'm going to get comments of people. Like, so, are you saying that we we need to get out of the the Christians shouldn't be in the political system? Are you saying that we shouldn't? That's not what you're saying at all. You're saying we partner with God in the systems yeah. that we have.
1: Yeah, every system that's in the that's in the world it, it came about because we were trying to put some kind of structure to life. Yeah, and, and, and so. The system can be built on wrong values. It can have bias and prejudices and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But changing the system is not is not all there is to it. Right. Uh, it's getting involved with the people and having the people's hearts change. And people whose hearts are changed when they develop a system, the system will reflect a changed heart.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and so it's whether good. it's education or medicine mm-hmm. or science or religion or or the the arts uh whatever it is the the hope for redeeming that is getting redeemed people involved in that yeah and so this whole idea let's just sit around and wait till jesus snatches us out that is not the program that i find in the new testament
0: yeah
1: i find the new testament a hey you want to work with me just mm-hmm. like with Adam and Eve, it's like, God, what a privilege. God's saying, hey, I created you guys. Y'all want to work with me? It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is some deal here. We get to discover all that you've put in here, and you, you're with us. And yeah, so So that's what Jesus did for us, is he put us, he reconciled us to God so we can do what God put humans here on the earth to do.
0: That's good. We've said this before, but that if the... If the message that we're preaching, if the gospel that's being spoken only works in the American system, it's not the gospel. Right. Because the gospel is is being applied in African countries where there's persecution and there's no law. Yeah. It's it's working in in, in China where it's a repressed and yes. underground and under, you know, undercover. It, the gospel is not a nation or a political system or an educational system. It is partnership with God in whatever environment, in whatever system, in yeah. whatever country. It's universal. Yes. It's cosmic. Global. <laughs> global. No bigger than global. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is.
1: yeah. Uh, and and so exactly. Wherever there's wherever there's fallenness, mm. the gospel applies. Yes. Because whatever sin did into God's wonderful creation, Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and enthronement fixed it. Yeah. And now we get to be the messengers who who, who implement it.
0: So the fact that we're living in hard times should not be discouraging to us. It should be opportunistic yes. to us. It's like, okay, we're living in hard times. That means the gospel needs to be revealed. That means partnership. We gotta walk this out. It's time to it's it's time to do it.
1: Yeah. So if you know, a few weeks ago we talked about the guy who said, here's the pattern of how society's yes. change. First of all, there's a problem. Yep. And then there's a paradigm, the paradigm revelation, shift. Yeah, mm-hmm. paradigm shift. So I think we're at the stage we need to be praying. Now oh, what's the paradigm? Mm. What is the new perspective? Because
0: mm.
1: the one we had
0: was, not, was working. not working.
1: So what's the paradigm? Well, I think That's God's it. answering that, and what I want to suggest is I don't want to just suggest it, I want to declare it. Do it. That the paradigm this is our
0: podcast. We get to do what we want.
1: <laughs> declare the pari- it. <laughs> the paradigm shift is that God is refocusing his people on the nature of the gospel that has the power of God unto salvation, and saved people produced redeemed structures. So I'm declaring that the paradigm shift is, let's get back to the gospel that Paul preached in Antioch that he preached with Agrippa that Peter preached on Pentecost. Let's get back to preaching that gospel, which is the announcement that God has acted in history to do something different, to bring the future into the present, to bring heaven to earth, and to let us be partners in it while we await his final return.
0: That's good. I'll second that.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah. That's good news. That is full of hope, not full of waiting not when i say not full of waiting it's not like we just have to endure right it's it is no there's full of hope not that we can endure not that we will survive but that we will flourish yeah. that this is what we were destined to do um let's go yeah
1: real quickly i know we need to go but um uh... The biblical word for hope does not mean wish. It does not mean... Mm. It's a certainty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it, it's because I am certain of this, I'm anticipating.
0: Mm, I'm ready.
1: Yeah, I'm anticipating. I'm eager. I'm looking, yeah. expecting. Yeah. B- but I'm sure of it. Like, okay, my hope of salvation, eternal salvation, it's not... Based on am not I going
0: crossing your fingers and yeah' wishing? I'm not like
1: I'm gonna try to do do good because yeah. one day I got to stand before the judgment yeah and, and I don't know what the verdict is going to mm-hmm. be. no the New Testament says, I know what the verdict is mm-hmm. God has brought that future into the present. Mm-hmm. God has said, because you've trusted in Christ, you get to enjoy judgment now. I judge Jesus in your behalf. Mm-hmm you are now righteous. Mm. So that one day when I stand in front of the judge, I already know what the verdict is. I'm certain of that. Why am I certain? Well, certainly not based on I'm certain of my ability to live up to anything. I'm certain because Jesus is is perfect and he has made the final sacrifice and God has vindicated that through the resurrection. And and so I am certain that one day, yeah, I will stand before judgment. Mm -hmm. But when the judge Says, okay, what's the deal here? I've already heard the I've already heard the proclamation. You, you're you're righteous. You're righteous because you stand in Christ. Yeah, that's a hope. That's my hope of salvation. There's it's not like I hope I'm saved. Yeah, no, I'm sure.
0: Yeah,
1: based on, on what He's done, and because I'm sure that I live differently, I live in right. anticipation. Right. So I'm sure he's coming back. So I live in anticipation.
0: Yeah, and that surety is why the disciples were able to live and die the way right. they did, and why we talked about earlier the the Christians in the Roman persecution were 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 able and willing to walk into the Colosseums because they were sure. It was yeah. like this this is we this we were called for this. We were yeah we know who yeah that's good. I I want that that surety that. Um, that surety brings a braveness. It brings a, yeah. a a fight, you know, like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, yeah. let's, uh, let's and declare this.
1: Hey, here's, here's something. I want everybody to get a hold of this. When G before Jesus left, he, he got his disciples around him. and said, all authority in heaven and earth is given to me. Mm-hmm. So through his righteous living, his sacrificial death, he said, I got all authority. Mm-hmm. I, Everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, with that authority, I'm sending you. So you go with the authority of being sent by somebody who can control anything. Yeah. That should give you a little bit of confidence. Yeah. Secondly, he said, my word will never return without accomplishing what's in it. So he's given me a message that can't be stopped. Yeah. It will. It will. Once it's spoken, it will reverberate until the end of eternity.
0: Yeah.
1: Think about that. Yeah. And he also said, I have poured myself into you so that you love, and love never fails. So i got authority above everything. I have a message that can't be stopped, and I have love that can't fail. Yeah. Now, why should I be discouraged?
0: Okay, I'll tell you. Because we don't believe those three things. We don't believe them because our perception has not adjusted to that yet. So then we get in situations where we're hopeless where yeah. it feels too too big where it feels depressing and overwhelming and despondent and then we have no choice but to go well I might as well try it even though I don't yeah. I don't in myself have the I don't believe those things but it's like but I got no other options yeah. and so again we get to say okay the pressure that we feel the tension that we feel the turmoil that we feel It's a good place to be because now I've got no option but to believe what he said, to cry out for him, to 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 get that paradigm shift. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good news.
1: I think you're getting close.
0: (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. Stay with me a couple more weeks and uh, maybe we'll get there. Thanks for joining us uh, for Popeye of a Question. Uh, Join us again next time and I'll ask some more questions. Thank you so much for listening to the Kerygma Ventures podcast. We'd love for you to join us next week as we continue to bring you conversations and messages that challenge you to live a life of grace and freedom, developing a thriving relationship with Jesus. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you share it with someone in your life who you know would be encouraged to hear it? Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.